Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 125 of Intuitive Bites. Today we're chatting all about reconnecting to hunger cues. So we are going back to the basics um, and talking about honor your hunger, principle two of intuitive eating. This is the foundation that everything else we talk about when it comes to healing your relationship to food is built on, right? So we really need to lay this foundation if we're going to find peace with food. Um, So I'm excited to share these three tips with you today. I think it's going to make a really big impact if this is not something that you've been paying attention to on your journey so far. Before we dive into this topic, I just want to leave a quick note here um, that if you're enjoying the podcast, getting a lot out of it, uh, and you could take a moment to leave a quick rating or review on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated so this can get out to more people. And also a thank you to those who have left a rating or review recently. I've been seeing them come through and I really appreciate it. All right, so let's dive in and talk about this idea of reconnecting to hunger. So why is honor your hunger, you know, principle two of intuitive eating? Why is this such an important concept um, when it comes to healing your relationship to food? A big reason is because diets are really built on this idea that your body can't be trusted and the most basic cue that your body is trying to give you regarding your eating and food which is hunger is told to be kind of like is yeah essentially you're told to like put that on the back burner right you're told to kind of ignore that abandon that neglect that in favor of following these other rules and guidelines. So in the process of neglecting hunger and not prioritizing it, not seeing it as a reliable cue that you can trust, your body starts to kind of get into a space where it's like, what's the point of giving you this cue in a consistent a reliable way if you're not working with me here. Uh, so in other words, this usually plays out in uh, folks really being disconnected from subtle cues of hunger um, and really just experiencing the intense like, okay, I wasn't hungry three minutes ago and now I feel like I need to eat every single thing in the pantry or I'm going to die, right? Um, so just very intense experiences of hunger um, that come out of nowhere. So if that is something that you experience, then you are definitely in this boat of being disconnected from subtle cues, and there is no way we can get you to a place of peace with food without first addressing this. Okay, so my number one tip for you here is that we've got to work on a consistent pattern of eating in order to rebuild your connection to your cues. So I feel like a lot of people come to intuitive eating, they're like, okay, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, like... That's what you got to do, period, end of sentence. But in reality, in order to get to a place where we can honor hunger and and stop at comfortable fullness, we need to build this pattern of consistent intake regardless of cues. So that's going to look like eating when you're not hungry sometimes because 
your body's not giving you that subtle cue of hunger. So if we're waiting for hunger to show up, it's going to be urgent and intense and past the point when your body actually needed that nourishment. Okay, this is the nuance of intuitive eating. It is not simple. There's a lot of gray area. Um, so we've got to work on a consistent pattern of eating. For 90% of the clients I work with, the biggest area where they're not getting consistent intake is usually in the earlier part of the day right? Maybe it's breakfast, maybe it's just mid-morning, maybe lunch gets pushed back. Like that time of day is typically the one where if we're not getting enough in, that's probably when it's going to happen. And then nighttime, evening is probably the time when we're uh, shifting to that like overeating mode or we're not respecting fullness. Uh, but those two things are related, right? So we've got to go to kind of the source of the problem. So um, if you are a coffee drinker in the morning. <laughs> um, that could be one thing that is, I'm kind of getting my head of myself here and, and talking about barriers to connecting to hunger. But if you're a coffee drinker, that could be something that's suppressing your appetite, right? So you're like, I'm not hungry in the morning. I don't need anything. I'm good. But in reality, if we took the coffee out of the picture, even if it's just black coffee, right? Because it's still taking up space in your stomach. Um, if we take that out of the picture, you might be actually getting more cues than you realize. Um, but regardless, whatever might be kind of blocking you from connecting to hunger at that time, we need to build that foundation of nourishment regardless of whether or not hunger is being experienced. Okay, so what does that look like? I mean, obviously, I work really closely with my one on one coaching clients on this to do this in a way that makes sense for them makes sense for their life is realistic is doable. Because I have a lot of folks that are like, I don't even think I can eat in the morning. Like it's been so long since I've done that. The idea of eating in the morning, like makes me feel sick. Um, or if I do eat, I feel sick, right? So like, I really take an individualized approach with clients uh, when it comes to this. But in general, uh, if I'm just talking to the masses here, you know, within an hour or two of waking, we want some kind of nourishment coming in. Um, the next step in this process to kind of further solidify it is working on adequate intake, right? So not just consistent and getting some nourishment in, but making sure that it's adequate and kind of covering some bases that are going to lead to satiety. But that is like 201 and we're at 101 today. Um, so some kind of nourishment within an hour or two of waking and every few to several hours throughout the day. Obviously, this is not rigid. This doesn't need to be perfect. There's no set exact number of hours. Like maybe you'll figure out what kind of typically makes sense for you, but uh, this doesn't have to be rigid. And in fact, of course, if it is getting into rigid mode, we're getting into diet mentality. So uh, be aware of if you're like looking for me to give you like a, a blueprint, a like specific blueprint of like, this is exactly what you need to do. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of that consistent pattern within an hour or two of waking every few to several hours throughout the day. Okay, so that is that is going to change everything. If, if this is an issue for you, if inconsistent a pattern of intake is an issue, making this step towards more consistent intake will change how you are showing up with food, period, end of sentence, without you having to do anything else. So you can like pause, leave the video, <laughs> video, leave the audio, whatever, and you will be totally good if that's all you take away from this. But we're going to go on to the next tip that I have for you, tip two, and that is honoring mental hunger. 
How many times have you been told by diet culture or by a specific diet that you were on or by a friend or coworker or whatever that, oh, you're just, that's just you thinking of food. That's just mental hunger. Like you're not actually hungry. Here's the deal. If you've been disconnected from physical cues of hunger, if you've been neglecting, (laughs) abandoning, ignoring those cues, or if you have other things that are getting in the way of you being connected to those cues, even if it's unintentional, which we're going to talk about in a second, but like one example of that would be very high stress, right? If you're living in a state of, of high stress, that is going to suppress your appetite as well. So anyway, if, if you've got all of this going on, your body is going to resort to making you think about food, obsess about food all the time. And that is its way of of convincing you to eat. So if you are then neglecting mental hunger as well, we're just neglecting all the cues your body is trying to give you. So my tip here is to honor mental hunger. If you are thinking about food, if you are getting a craving for something, if you're whatever daydreaming about what you're going to have for lunch, now is the time to go get something to eat. I don't care if it's 8.30 in the morning right? And you're and you're craving your lunch because your body is trying to communicate to you what it needs. And likely you're hearing me say this and you're like, Kirsten, if I just eat every single time I think about food, there's, no, there's never going to be a time I'm not eating. And that is because you've been existing in a chronic state of deprivation, a chronic state of hunger, really. Um, even if you've been overeating, binging, emotional eating, mindless eating, grazing, all the things, you have been existing in a chronic state of hunger, okay? You have these long periods of time, these gaps in in nourishment um, that are leading to you obsessing about food, thinking about food all the time. So if you all of a sudden snapped your fingers and all of a sudden now every time you think about food, you honor that cue, it's going to shift very quickly, okay? Your thoughts around food, the amount of time you think about food, your behaviors around food, it's going to shift really, really quickly if you actually lean into that idea that mental hunger is valid, mental hunger can be trusted, your body's cues can be trusted. But that is probably not something you've done, right? Maybe you've quote unquote honored mental hunger and gone to eat all your cravings, but it's been from a state of guilt and shame and judgment and what's wrong with me? Why am I doing this? It has not been from a state of permission and giving validity to that cue. So what if we tried that and saw what happened? Okay. And finally, tip number three that I have for you today is to address the barriers that are getting in the way of you honoring hunger. Okay, so we have to start getting curious about like, why have I not been honoring hunger? A big reason and one I've mentioned many times already is food rules, right? You're, you're uh, hungry at whatever time in the evening or night, but you're telling yourself, I shouldn't eat after X time of night, right? Um, or Again, you're getting thoughts around food, you're kind of craving food, but you're like, oh, it's not lunchtime yet, I should really wait until lunchtime, because whatever, whatever reason, right? Maybe there's a reason, like, if I eat my lunch too early, then I'm going to be hungry in the afternoon, and if that's your reason, 
guess what? We got to start packing more food. <laughs> we need to start packing more uh, heftier lunches, you know, more snacks, having snacks available at work. So that, that leads to my other potential barrier, and that is not having access to food, right? So if you don't have snacks and things that you enjoy eating available when the hunger arises you're not going to be able to honor that hunger. So we have to increase access to food. Have have stuff available in your car, in your purse, on your desk at work, um, in your cabinets, in your fridge, right? Like have stuff available. Uh, another barrier is stress, which I mentioned briefly before. Essentially, when you're in a very stressed state, your body is going to disconnect you from hunger cues. Does this mean that stress eating, eating isn't a thing? No, right? Sometimes people are led to stress eat, but it's actually not from a place of hunger. It's from, you know, trying to comfort that stress, which is a different thing. But there are also a lot of people who, you know, don't stress eat and they, they kind of do the opposite. And that's really rooted in the fact that their body's not giving them the cue. And yeah, I mean, essentially, if you're if you're being chased by a tiger or a bear, the most important thing is not stopping at the apple tree. <laughs> uh, the most important thing is running and getting out of that state of stress. So that's what's happening. And likely what's happening, you know, in your case is, maybe in the evening or whatever, when you have like a moment to breathe and scroll some TikTok or put on Netflix or whatever, then the stress levels come down just a little bit and the floodgates open and all that hunger from the day, uh, you know, is catching up with you. And it doesn't matter if you're totally over full stuffed because your body is in overcompensate mode, right? Um, so yeah, these are, and then the inconsistent pattern of eating is the other potential barrier, right? If you've just been in an inconsistent pattern of eating, maybe you've been dieting from a very young age and you've never known what it's like to really show up for your body in terms of nourishment um, and your eating's just been all over the place. This is another reason why, you know, you're going to be, you're going to have a hard time honoring hunger. It's going to be because you're just so disconnected from those cues. Okay. So hopefully you have uh, latched onto a few things here that really resonated for you that you can implement to try to solidify this foundation of, yeah, nourishment and this foundation of reconnecting to hunger. If you are looking for more support with this process, you probably have heard if you've been listening to my podcast that my last phase of um, the Food and Body Peace program, you know, just enrollment just closed for that. But I do still have ways of working with me one on one. So if you are interested in that kind of support, you can go over to the link in my bio on Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD, fill out the quick application, I'll reach out, we can have a discussion and see if you know, the offers that I have available right now make sense for you and would be supportive. So don't hesitate to do that and don't delay either because I just have uh, a few months left here before I will be on my maternity leave. So I would love to connect with you before then. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a good week and I will talk to you soon.